Greetings. Thank you all for returning to this week's new study episode titled, The Visit of the Wise Men, Part 3. I am Pastor John, welcoming our returning global audience of unchurched, self-study people, as well as those who are part of a church. For anyone looking for greater depths in God's Word with a stronger personal study, we also extend a warm welcome to all our new listeners here for the first time. Thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed of God. Please note, Christmas is coming next weekend. It is also the last weekend of the year. That means December 26th is the last Sunday of 2021. We will do our year-end episode that weekend. It is also important that we remember those who are struck by a devastating tornado or tornadoes in the Midwestern portion of our country and in the state of Kentucky, USA. Give in whatever way you can. Food, bottled water, and clothing are very necessary needs. Check out the American Red Cross as well as others and other notable organizations for what where and how to give to these folks who need many of the basic needs we all take for granted. May Christmas time be memorable for the good things that can be found in this season and holiday despite the devastation caused by weather everywhere and coronavirus variants. The Church of the Unchurched hopes you all have something to be thankful for this Christmas and New Year. God Bless you all. In our second Christmas episode titled The Visit of the Wise Men, Part 2, December 12th, we examined Matthew chapter 2, verses 4 through 10 of 12. We also noted some worthy commentary that provided much enlightenment with a deeper look into these verses. We noted that Bethlehem of Judea was a mean and contemptible place while also being a place of fertility and fruitfulness. At first, this seems a contradiction in terms. Yet we found that even such a place as Bethlehem of Judea was signified as a house of bread that would be the birthplace of Christ, the bread of life. We also noticed how craftfully Herod lays his plot. He desires the wise men to inquire thoroughly and to inform him privately. William Burkett noted, To be wise in doing mischief is the worst wisdom in the world. It is not the wisdom from above, but from hell. Beneath. This week, our scripture reads, as they came into the house and saw the child with Mary, his mother, they bowed down and worshipped him. They opened their treasure boxes and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. After being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they went back by another route to their own country. From Green's Literal Translation, Matthew chapter 2, verses 11-12. through 12. Even though we know what gold is, just what are these gifts? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Simply put, gold is for transacting purchases. 
So, why is it a gift? Let's look. Gold, a usual offering to kings. Frankincense, a costly and fragrant gum distilled from a tree in India and Arabia. Myrrh, an aromatic gum produced from a thorn bush that grew in Arabia and Ethiopia. The providence of God is seen in these gifts. It provided the means necessary for the flight to Egypt that was to follow at once and to sustain the Holy Family in a foreign land. From the New People's New Testament. As you can see, each gift, even the gold, had a specific purpose. So, that gives us a quick and easy understanding as to why these specific gifts were presented to Christ at his birth. To sustain the entire holy family in a foreign land, namely Egypt. Notice further, it is safe to think that the manner in which they had been led to Jesus caused them to worship him as divine. Their long journey and their exuberant joy at its success indicate that they sought more than the great king of a foreign nation. The God who led them by a star would hardly deny them full knowledge as to the object of their quest. Had their worship been mere reverence, Mary would, no doubt, have been included in it. We should note their faith. They had known Christ, but one day he had performed no miracles. He had none other to do him homage. He was but a helpless babe, yet they fell down and worshipped him. Their faith is told for a memorial of them. They worshipped him not as one who must win his honors, but as one already invested with them. When we come to Christ, let us come to worship, not to patronize, not to employ him for sectarian uses, not to use him as an axiom on which to base some vapid theological speculation. From the Fourfold Gospel and Commentary on Acts of Apostles. This commentary passage said some things of which we should take important note. First, it is safe to think that the manner in which they had been led to Jesus caused them to worship him as divine. Their long journey and their exuberant joy at its success indicate that they sought more than a great king of a foreign nation. Notice how the long journey and their exuberant joy at its success indicate how the three wise men sought more than a king of mankind. Commentary told us, the manner in which they had been led to Jesus caused them to worship him as divine. Obviously, significantly higher esteem than that offered a king of mankind only in the human realm. While kings were especially noted individuals, they did not own or even bear the supremacy or high order of Jesus Christ, even as Jesus did as a babe. Notice, they, the three wise men, sought more 
than a great king of a foreign nation. Clearly, the three wise men were not seeking a worldly king at all. It clearly was a much greater person of royalty that they sought, one who would be a savior of the world, something of no worldly king regardless of how well such a king might be in the regard of making a peaceful and prosperous life for his people. Notice further, the God who led them by a star would hardly deny them full knowledge as to the object of their quest. Had their worship been mere reverence, Mary would, no doubt, have been included in it. This commentary portion tells us, the God who led them by a star would hardly deny them full knowledge as to the object of their quest. God's children today, who follow God, are also hardly denied the full knowledge as to the object of their quest. Our quest today is finding and then knowing God the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit as our own, Christ as our Savior from the harsh reality of where our sinful life and sinful nature will take us in the end. Until Christ comes for his church, we still have time before that event is written in stone, then permanently unchangeable, as to how things will play out in this here and now. Yes, even in the end times of the tribulation period, one can still find Christ as your Savior. However, receiving him as your Savior now means you will miss all that hardship that is to come when the tribulation period starts. Keep in mind, we are not far from the start of that horrible and dreadful period. However, I am beginning to digress here. We should note further, had their worship been mere reverence, Mary would, no doubt, have been included in it. Another sign telling us this was no mere child or kingly child, but one of supreme deity. Mary was not included in the worship of the three wise men. No reverence paid her either. All worship and reverence from the wise men was to Jesus, the babe, alone. We can clearly note that reverence and worship are two entirely different forms of expression. One can bear reverence without worship of the object or person of note. Worshiping someone is entirely different. One does not and never did worship a worldly king of royalty in charge of ruling a country or region, lest it be a form of deception, satanic deception, upon the people involved. However, worldly kings were reverenced in a stately form of manner and subjugated service by his people. This means clearly then, had their worship been mere reverence, Mary would, no doubt, have been included in it. Now, notice this. We should note their faith. They had known Christ but one day 
he had performed no miracles. He had none other to do him homage. He was but a helpless babe, yet they fell down and worshipped him. Their faith is told for a memorial of them. Now, note this commentary point. They worshipped him not as one who must win his honors, but as one already invested with them. Hence, the quality of our salvation, which invests us in Christ, our Savior, if we will only receive him into our hearts and minds. Even as sinners, Christ is already invested in us by his death on the cross. By his death on the cross, he has already fully invested himself in us, understanding that some of us will never see it this way for ourselves. We need to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and then worship him as our Savior. Only he can fully erase the results of sin from us. Only he can walk through the door of our heart if we are willing to open it and invite him into our lives. Only then can all our sins, past, present, and future, be fully erased so our eternal destination is surely heaven. Moving forward, notice what myrrh was used for. Myrrh means bitterness. The gum was chiefly used in embalming dead bodies as it prevented putrefaction. From the Fourfold Gospel and Commentary on Acts of Apostles. For in other words, myrrh prevents the horrific gross smell that emanates from a decaying body of flesh after death. This means, in these three gifts, everything needed for Jesus on earth was provided for, from his first day to his last. With that in mind, how does God provide for his children today? He does provide for his children. However, Is his provision as mysterious to us as these three gifts of Christ also appear to many of us? Again, God does provide for us. The question is, do we hear his voice when he speaks to us? Do we recognize his provision when it is given us? If we hear God, he will tell us things like he did with the wise men. Notice, after being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they went back by another route to their own country. Interesting. The wise men heard the voice of God in a dream, warned them not to return to Herod. Having heard the voice of God in a dream, what did they do? They went back by another route to their own country. It would appear that the wise men disobeying King Herod's decree to them to return to him. We read here 
that God told them not to return to King Herod and not to go back by the way they came. Why? God having warned these wise men in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned home another way. But did these wise men play the parts of honest men in that they returned not again to Herod? Answer. It appears not that they promised Herod to return, though he expected it. Or if they did, it was in consideration that Herod should come and worship Christ, not to murder and destroy him. But if they promised him, never so positively, God Almighty gave them a dispensation from that promise by commanding them to return home another way. Herod kept his design against Christ close from the wise men, but he could not conceal his intentions from the infinitely wise God. He knew the purposes of his heart and, by his providence, kept Christ out of his hand. From Expository Notes with Practical Observations on the New Testament by William Burkett. Here is a great example of how we build into Bible Scripture when we read it. Our own false interpretation by assuming something is in Scripture when clearly it is not. If we reread verses 7 through 10, we see this is true. For clarity, they read Then Herod privately summoned the wise men and determined from them when the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and look carefully for the child. When you find him, inform me so that I can go and worship him as well. Now, notice verse 9. After listening to the king, they left. And once again, the star they saw when it rose led them until it stopped above the place where the child was. If there was any recorded incident of King Herod requesting them to come back, we would have read it here. Such a request by King Herod is not in this scripture passage, no matter how much you look for it. This means the wise men were not dutifully bound to King Herod to return to him. So, not in violation to King Herod, God tells these wise men to return by a different route to their homeland. Do you hear God like this today, like the three wise men did in a dream? Can we hear God this way today? The answer is yes. We can hear God this way if we will only take the time to learn to listen for his voice to us. If we do not, we are only speaking to God when we pray and expecting an obvious answer. Hearing God is not something that is obvious to us. However, it is not a foreign thing to us either. If we are not a citizen of another country, we do not speak the language they speak. However, if we study that language, we can eventually speak and understand that foreign language when we hear it. The same is true of hearing God. We need to learn how to hear His voice when He speaks to us. I hope you all are enjoying your Christmas holiday. 
May you all be blessed of God. May you all be found coronavirus or COVID-19 free. Next week, we will conclude this year with our year-end wrap-up. January 2nd is where we will return to our study in 1 Peter and then 2 Peter. May you all be blessed with a reason to celebrate this Christmas and the new year. God bless you all. Play or download our episodes from one of our podcast hosts, or follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. Details follow. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched. Currently, an all-electronic, Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. We greatly appreciate serving our international audience. God bless you all. If you are visiting for the first time, welcome, and God bless you. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners and new listeners. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. Thank you all so much. God bless you all. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you find God as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Please find a short link to our episode titled, How to be Saved, at the bottom of any episode description. To learn more about us and who we are, give our episode titled, Introduction, About Us, Who We Are, a listen. In that episode, you will learn more about us, who we are reaching out to, our mission, vision, ministry, and more. Again, a short link to this episode is found at the bottom of any episode description. If you go to our internet homepage, under the podcast menu item, you can find many popular podcast platforms we are found on. We are located at this internet address, unchurched.site123.me. At present, we are located on a growing number of podcast sites. So, you should be able to find us on a platform you like. We refresh all our feeds with every weekly episode upload on Sundays. These sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh. Now, may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and by grace gave us eternal comfort and good hope encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good thing you do or say. Until next week, this is Pastor John for the Church of the Unchurched.